Hello there, beautiful people. My name is Dalton, and welcome to A Matter of Perception, my podcast. This is this episode is going to be part one with Joshua Denard. We sat down and talked for about two and a half hours, and so I wanted to say the second part of this because it's his own separate thing where he tells a story about his recent trip to L.A. So that's going to be coming out soon. For now, this episode is going to be it's it's there's a lot that goes on here. We make a haiku about focus. The first uh, five and a half minutes we spend uh, coming up with the first two lines of this haiku together. I edited out I edited out a couple of long thinking pauses just for your benefit. So I just want you to enjoy a sample of our creative process. <laughs> it was it was it was a lot of fun, honestly. Uh, also, Josh talks about a new project that he's been working on that he's pondering. We also give our thoughts about discipline and golf. Josh opens up about his uncle and what his legacy means to him. We also hit on mental health awareness, what it was like growing up a young actor in Los Angeles while editing his own variety show. Uh, I'm talking about Josh, not me. And uh, we, we get into my life path number, so astrology is going to come up. And for any anime lovers out there, the last 20 minutes or so are all about our favorite animes. So definitely, definitely you're in for a whole variety of things. Uh, not surprising coming from a man who used to have his own variety show in Los Angeles. So there you go. I, before we get started, I definitely want to give a little snapshot as to who Josh is, to me at least. We met about four or five years ago. And I was working in a gym. He came in to sign up that, uh, and, and on the day that he came to sign up, I didn't even get him to sign up. It took me like another month or two, but that didn't matter because we struck up this awesome friendship that's lasted over the years. And that, that first day, our first conversation, we found out that we had this mutual love for acting and film. And Josh is a director, he's an editor, a writer, and sometimes even an actor. So we got to talking about this short film that Josh had going on, and he asked me if I wanted to audition to be the main character. And I was like, yes, please come back you know, over the next few days whenever it's convenient for you. We'll sit right here in my office, and we'll, I'll, I'll audition for you. And lo and behold, he cast me as uh, Marvin in uh, About a Fish. And uh, next thing you know, we're doing rehearsals and everything, and that was officially my first short film that I got to star in or even be a part of. And so it really... I really appreciate Josh for that because it gave me the confidence that I needed to know that I can actually do this as an actor. Before that, I had really just done stage plays. And so uh, this really uh, helped me branch out into film and to be on camera. And I've since then, I've been on a couple TV shows and been a part of a few different movies and a few a couple of web series. So I, I really where I am today, as far as an actor, I owe a lot to just the beginnings of when Josh gave me that chance and trusted me. So definitely. Thank you, Josh, for that. When it comes to Josh, what I got to say about him is that he is the epitome of a class act. Just every time I'm with Josh, his attitude is just infectious. He's so happy and he's so positive and but he can get serious when he wants to. You'll see in this podcast we we're all we're all over the map as far as, you know, having fun but also taking things seriously and being able to talk about deeper subjects, but we can also be light as well and I just always appreciated that about Josh and it was really nice to be able to get to sit down and just have a conversation with him because most of the time when we're together we're 
creating something. <laughs> and so uh, it was nice to just be able to sit down and get to know him. So I had a blast and I hope you do too, getting to know this man. He is available to be an editor for you, director. He's a videographer, cinematographer. So if you, if you need this and you're interested, please reach out to him. I'll definitely be including uh, ways of getting in touch with Josh in any of my posts about this podcast episode. So definitely check those out if you are in need. You will not be sorry that you asked Josh for his help. So, yep, uh, that's that's it. Let's get right to the episode. But before we get started, just remember, don't be the pants guy. And I fought my depression. Now I just keep it all cool, calm, and collected. I just started relaxing and I stopped all the stressing. Now I keep it cool, calm, and collected. Sometimes it feels like nowhere is where I'm headed. Still keep it cool, calm, and collected. But if you're talking about the craft, man, it's still not perfected. But I keep it cool, calm. So we're recording, and uh, right yeah, on. we're set. All right, so let's do this uh, this reflection. Okay. Uh, so you make it a haiku. Yes. All right. Five, seven, five, right? And it's about focus. Focus. Okay. Yes. Um, I now, wish I had like a, a notepad. But. Sometimes these take me a minute. Uh, reflect on focus. What does it do? Sets you on the right path. That's Sets you on the path. We, we right now we don't, it doesn't have to be official, yeah, right? Uh, no, we can have three lines. I usually when I'm having a hard time, I'll do uh, three lines for the first five, three lines for the second. You know, yeah. just three lines for each. Uh, sets you sets you on the sets you on the path. Yeah, so it's five seven five. It's a haiku, right? Mm-hmm. You remember that from Avatar: Last Airbender? That episode with Sokka? No, I had to look that. I had to look it up. Honestly. Someone told you about it? I'm, I'm guessing. No, it's a video game, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah. So I was playing that game, and uh, and in the game they make you appreciate these very beautiful landscapes and mm. do a haiku, in Japanese traditional Japanese fashion, like, like meditating in the, game. in the game. Cool. And you get a headband after you do it, and the headband has like in the in the menu, right in the HUD or uh, interface or whatever. Yeah, the head. Yeah, yeah. The headband has the haiku you you made. And it has those three options. So I just took that format and now I do it. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> Who says video games rot your brain? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, sets you on the path, sharpens the mind. No. I see. Yeah, okay. So that, we can um, get there, though. That can be yeah. another one. Uh, yeah, but like I that. like sets you on the path. So I, I, I'm honestly. Or keeps you on the path. No. Sets you. I think okay. set is a good term just because, like, when you focus on something, focus, it keeps and it sets. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So, so what do you want to do next? Are, you, wanna, uh, are set, you trying to come up with another five? Uh, or are you trying to move on to seven? Potentially. Let's move on to seven. Okay. Because I, I like set you on the path. Right. Uh, set you on the path. Mm. Helps you advance your life. Ah, oh, damn, six. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I really, I'm working on. I like this, man. J- yeah, this is nice, this, right? Th- you probably spend like, you know, 20 minutes to an hour on this like every day. You do this every day, right? I I miss a few days, but I try to do it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Like the weekend. You make a point for it to be in your life. Yes, I make a very Consistent. conscious point to, to do that. Ooh, it, conscious, uh, conscious. Notebooks. That's, that's something that focus requires. I, true, but I, I got it in other haikus Okay, already. okay. I don't uh, like to repeat words. Like <laughs> you know? Yeah, that podcast I was telling you about, we, we, like to, we don't want to repeat movies and other, you know, because like top 10 80s could have Roadhouse, but then Roadhouse could also be in top 10 action. You know, right or top ten uh, martial arts, it wouldn't, but it could be. <laughs> it's gonna be an 
know what I mean? So we so we try to not just keep know. it keep things categorized, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it sets you on the path. You know what? Let's let's stop at that five, and then if seven and five hit us throughout the course of the oh, podcast, okay, all right, all right. let's see. Because yeah. I mean, focus is deep. It is. Yeah, focus it, yeah, is vast. focus is deep, right? And like when I picture focus, I can see like a singular point just in the ocean, right? So it's like. I don't know. I have some imagery in my head. Sets you on the path, leading leading you to the well, ocean. But no, uh, you know, it was like <laughs> right. I was trying to get to like leading you to the point in the ocean. Right, right, like, right. The ocean is calling you. Mm-hmm. Just throwing things out. No worries. Yeah, I'm not expecting you to take. It. Oh, you got you want something? You want something? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Talk steady talk steady sails for Ooh. turbulent. But see, waters is two syllable. <laughs> you know, steady Ooh, wh- sails. Right, how about a one a one syllable for water? Is the sea. You know what I mean? Ah, tur- uh, uh, steady sails for a turbulent. No. Steady sails. Well, okay. Well, how about uh, calm sails? Or let's take steady and make that one. Okay. Yeah. So calm sails for a tur- uh for Ooh. a for a Calm sails and turbulency kind of kind of negates it, doesn't it? But it also, I mean, the sea is life. Life is rough. Like life happens, and you have no control over that. But your focus assimilates your control. Like your focus allows you to be in control. Your focus is one of the few tools that you have as a human being. Like, and even animals, everybody uses focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it allows. It, pre- you. it prevents you from the chaos. Like, yeah. It, it, keeps you from it right it, 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 it protects you thank you protect protects you from the chaos boom ah! set oh, you, you on the path protects you from the chaos Ooh. <laughs> 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 yes, see that, that and we got that just from from chatting it out yeah yeah right on right on right on. All right, in the first seven minutes dalton and josh come up with a haiku together just that's, just, that's just cool. we got one more we got one more one more <laughs> yeah. bar one more bar you want you want to try it now or, or uh that's it? we can wait we can wait all right, all set right. you on the path protects you from chaos is pretty dope i ain't gonna yeah, lie no, this I is know, one I... of my favorite ones right now yes <laughs> Who knew you were a natural haikuist? Hey, man. Dude, you remember that? Uh, I, I just had a writer's meeting last night with a Zoom class. Okay. Uh, it was, it's a writer's group, and we had a Zoom meeting last night. That's the proper way to say what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and, uh, and and they read um, – I, I put out that piece that, that I wanted to shoot with you. I still want to shoot with yes. you. Yes. The piece, um, Goodbye Means Hello, where the, where the guy and the girl break up, and then another guy comes in. No, all, I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't forget scripts. Yeah, it's very it's very short, but dude, yeah. they they everybody everybody loved it. I went in, and I was like, oh man, they're gonna think that I'm trying to like get a cheap ploy out of it. I was I was in my head, but but I, still, I'm willing yeah. to accept whatever they say, even if it is negative, you know. Right. But then they said they they loved it, man. It was so such a nice surprise. So like, and they were like, yo, like keep keep writing. You 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 yeah. got something here. So I like, man, you you're inspiring me right here. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, Dalton. I recently discovered something about myself. Uh, Talk to me. I enjoy writing rom coms. <laughs> that is the last thing I thought you were gonna say. Yeah. But I get it because you like women so much. Right. I mean, who doesn't? Right. Right. You know? Yeah. But you know, <laughs> rom coms. Yeah. You got an idea for one? I do. Like some, I do. Anything you, you want to talk to me here? Yeah. I can just. That, I'll drop the title. Yeah. And, right. and I'll drop like kind of the uh, inspiration for it. Okay. Uh, the title is "Don't Be the Pants Guy." 
I like it. <laughs> I like it. Hey, are you are you going off of like you know don't who wears the pants in the relationship? Is not it? even. Not Ooh, even. Not so even. that so subverting expectations of what you you're going in thinking right. it's gonna be something. Just is, don't be the pants guy. Okay. I think I use subvert expectations. On there, but <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Right. <laughs> it sounded right? good. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um. But don't be the pants guy. Just just real quick. Is like yeah, so. Me. I was on a date, and um, the date was going great. And and we were on the uh, Beltline in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, been and, there. Mm-hmm. And and there's this, and the girl, she just looks a little like, oh my god, this is embarrassing. I say, what? Um, that guy, like I, I saw him one of the other times I was here, and he asked me for my number, and I never texted him back. I just never hit him up, and I think I was wearing these same pants, right? Uh, so I was okay. like, don't be the pants guy, meaning just don't don't be the guy, don't be that guy. Like who sees a girl? Who sees a girl you wanted dating somebody else because you moved for? I don't know. Oh, it's, it's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I thought this where you were going, but I thought I, I saw a couple other ways, and I, I I like that. Right, that makes sense to me, man. I mean, about a fish was something similar guy. too. I yeah. I like rom coms, and just don't be the pants guy is another opportunity for me to to just make a story like that, you know? Because like we all get so caught up in just. Uh, I won't say dating, but it's so easy to get caught up in another person. Yeah, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in that person that so, you lose yourself, right? Or you, or you like cease to continue finding yourself, right? Yeah. And it's like, don't, don't be that guy. Don't, don't be that. Con- always have a sense of yourself. Always be yourself. Don't be the pants guy. Don't be the guy where that girl is like, oh yeah, he's been trying to hit me up. Uh-huh. Like you know, you're the guy. Like I don't wonder what happened to him. <laughs> you know, don't I'm, be the pants. I'm guy. pretty sure he's like gonna be pretty. He's it, wherever he is, he's successful. Right, you know, leave him with that. Right, right. Don't get seen in the same place at the same around the same time. Just looking like, hey, I thought you were gonna text me. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you wearing a fedora or something? Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Like two, uh, like a, a half a level, not even two levels. And you know, I think you got something there. And with your writing talent. That's gonna be that's gonna be worth it. Can I please be? No, I, I will never ask for you to give me the part. Let me audition at least for that main guy or the okay. pants guy if he's okay. in it. Okay, I'll I'll, okay. I'll I'll take that. There, there's Auditioning. there's there's a lot of on. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. With this, it's a lot of moving parts because the pants guy could be so much. Like a girl could be in a relationship and that guy she's with is the pants guy. Yeah, she's still out doing whatever it is that Damn. she got going you on. You could take this so many ways. Don't. I could see this ending where no one gets with anybody. Yeah, like that, that that could be, you know. That's kind of the point, honestly. Oh, shit, did I? <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, I the point, it? it's the point, but it's not the point. Yeah. You know, it's just to not be that, not don't be the guy that's worried about it. You know, don't be the guy that's worried about ending with someone. Just going back to that, like, it's so easy to get lost in another person. That's a cool idea. Inspiration comes every day, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you are, you yourself are just an inspiration. You know, and just in what you're doing and how you are and who you be. Man. So so are you. This is dope. I'm glad to be here. I try. I try. I try to, you know, we all should be a, uh, an inspiration to ourselves, I think. And so, like, if I if I go a day where I didn't do much, like, I, I read recently that, like, discipline is keeping the promises that you make to yourself. Right. And so I think about that. Like, when I tell myself at night, like, all right, tomorrow I'm getting up at 7 and I'm actually going to get up and I'm going to go stretch for, like, 20 minutes or, or take, take a walk for an hour before I get started with work or whatever, whatever I tell myself. And often it's something like that. Like tomorrow I'm getting up early and I'm going to get my day started off. Right. And I, and then I got to think, well, hold on. Are you like, 
do you want to, do you really want to make this promise to yourself? Cause if you break it, then you're going to start losing self-esteem and you're going to be, um, you know, not, not, um, holding that discipline. Yeah. And so that was, um, something I think about and it actually has helped me a lot when I when I tell myself I'm going to get up and I'm going to make breakfast when I get up it's not it's, it used to be like 50% it's going to happen <laughs> you know I'm not going to lie it's not 100% now but it's more like 70 you right. know I'm I'm cuz better and better every day yeah if you really yeah. think about it when you when you when you tell yourself you're going to do something and then you and then you fail at that you know I'm going to quit smoking cigarettes and then you don't and you and every time you smoke a cigarette after that shame yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it, whether you know it or not subconsciously yeah. it's fucking with you yeah. and and that's where a, a lot of people out there if you're listening and, and you have low self esteem I feel for you I can relate believe me but think about that what promises are you are you breaking every day that you that you want to keep to yourself right. and just try a little harder to keep them and your self esteem you know, will will go up, and that's what's been happening to me. Let the church say amen. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm off my soapbox, man. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> you know, but not a hey, random question. Do you play golf, dude? No, <laughs> I got clubs in the trunk. You live next to a course. One day I played nine holes a couple of days ago by myself. So For real? you know, yeah. I'll gladly go with you, man. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it, that's actually one like one of the main regrets I have. My my uncle passed away about four years ago and uh he was a great golfer he went to georgia tech he was a mm-hmm. uh, engineer for georgia power very smart very uh like introverted type guy and he oh, he loved playing golf but he always went alone and when i was a younger kid i was like please like can i go with you and, and you teach me and that just never happened and and so man when i think about golf i think about just that missed opportunity to spend time with my uncle and he and i never really got close and then next yeah. thing you know he's, he's passed so on you the, know? the jersey i'm wearing similar story yeah tell me about it you, your uncle and yeah, yeah man. I, i'm see you got like the image it's so it's like a maroon it looks almost like florida state um and, you know my, my i think it's from Furman or something like that okay my cousin justin uh his son my uncle's son played football all the way through college uh he was pretty good he's a preacher now actually and my uncle was one as well but he's very proud of his son you know, very, very proud. He passed away um, around, uh, he passed away October of last year, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So it's coming up on the anniversary of that. But, you know, this jersey was one of those things in his closet his kids didn't really want. And, you know, for me, uh, one of the fondest memories I have, I have a lot of memories with, with my uncle, but one of the fondest memories I have is uh, we had barely talked. We We hadn't even... I didn't know much about this man at this point in my life, but I was really young. I, I couldn't have, I was couldn't have been any older than fifteen. And he says, Josh, have you ever seen cotton? Have you ever picked cotton? And I was like, No. <laughs> Where did this come from? We were in the car. It was it was we were just on a long road trip, and you know. I don't know how you were with the males in your family, but the guys in my family, on my dad's side and mom's side, I talked to my cousins a lot, but the older dudes. We don't really talk that much. You know oh, okay. <laughs> so my, we're in this mine, long car ride, yeah, yeah. and we're not saying anything. So it's just like he's giving me a little game. We're listening to music, and just this, this com, this came out of nowhere. He just felt it was important for me to understand what um where where you're gonna go with this. I'm guessing, yeah. So what, he what, kind of brought this up so he could talk, so he could teach you something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. like yeah, so where, where my ancestors that came from, where he, you know, whatever. Like I, I don't, I don't know that my ancestors directly picked cotton. He just wanted to know. He wanted me to see what slaves had to go through. So that's right. how that. So he, so he asked, um, you know, have have you ever seen or, or, or picked cotton? You said no. And then how did what happened? He pulled after? over on the side of the road. Oh, y'all are passing by cotton? Yeah, we're in the country. Oh, we're what dr- happened? Driving yeah, through the country. Me, yeah, I mean, nothing much. I just pulled over, picked a little cotton. <laughs> 
That's all. That's well, all. As a black man, did that did that give you did that bring you back to did it make you think it, of slavery? Not at all. Not yeah, at all. Interesting. Well, not at all. What was going through your head? And- uh I I was appreciative that my uncle finally like wanted to share something with me. Yeah. And I just never forget that moment. I never forget him wanting to impart history on me. Did I feel like some type of deep connection to my ancestor? No, not at all. But I, I definitely felt that moment, you know, and I felt, uh, and I always feel it because that's like one of the only single interaction. He was very close with his sons, and his sons are like my brothers. Mm-hmm. They're my cousins. I grew up with them. They taught me so much. His son, I love his sons, right? But me and him never had that one-on-one interaction. That was it. You know, so it's just that moment. That moment was big to me, and so that and that left such such an impression that you have you got this jersey made, and I see you wear that all the time. Yeah, and it, it reminds I mean, you of him. It, it's just him as a, that that that's that was his moment with me. But he has so many moments with like his son. He just is such a great. He had his flaws, but he was a he had like six master's degrees. You know, wow. he was a genius, and he was such a very caring and loving person man um i know my mom misses him my grandma misses everybody i i miss him it's just i i I put the name the name brown is on the back of the jersey that's my mother's last name that was his last name that's my second last name first middle name whatever (laughs) you know but uh i'm very proud of that last name and 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 he is one of the reasons why my mother is one of the reasons my family you know and it's and funny story just segue uh you know, as a black man, I can trace my family history back a hundred years, a hundred plus years. But I think it's funny because as a black man in America, I can trace my history back to the economic stance that my family established in America. I can't trace it any further back than that. The economic stance? Right. Once they establish a business in America. Oh, okay. Now I can see how far back my family goes. Gotcha. So they establish a business and what was that? Uh, it was a funeral home, funeral home, hospital, and cemetery. They owned all three. Three things people need, man. <laughs> right, that's I'm, smart. Right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and and shit. Next and, thing they just needed. They after that just bottled water plant, and they got it all. You set. know, I, I think this happened in like 1912, though. Okay. In Florida, in the deep south, <laughs> you know. Huh. So you know, for me, it's always been a very interesting point of reference for my legacy. Um, but again, that's a hundred years. Right. I was I was uh, traveling recently. I was in California and I met a friend, uh, not met a friend. I ran back into him. I haven't seen the brother in like 11 years. It's this very... is uh, in your L.A. trip. Yeah. Uh, back in September. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 So, yeah. Tell me about that. So very close friend of mine. And I'm only going to stay on this for a second because it's relevant to, to to this conversation. I don't know how we got here, but we're here now. I mean, right? We're about to. <laughs> unless, well, unless you want to get back to your uncle, we can segue after that right into L.A. because I know you want to talk about it. Well, I do. I do. I'm going to make but this point come. because it's, it's a legacy. All right, I'm along for the ride. Right. So so legacy. Right. Like my legacy. I'm very proud of. I'm wearing it on my back right now. I can trace it back 100 plus years. Um, and it means a lot to me. However, my friend in Cali, um, he was at the beginning of the quarantine, at the beginning of coronavirus, he was uh, he was in Europe and he was tracing his family legacy. Right. But his family legacy dates far, far. It dates much further back than mine. You're talking about in the 1500s versus the 1900s yeah. and right he tracked a family crest attached to his last name you know he's caucasian right i tracked 
my family's business, you know, and it's a very small statement, but if you think about it, it's really big. <laughs> you know, I, I can't imagine tracking my tribal, na either my Native American roots or my African roots. I can't imagine finding the crest right. or the symbol or the language or the thing that takes, uh, takes me back thousands or hundreds of hundreds of years. All I got is the business, which I'm very proud of. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I never even... My I'd never even thought about it like that. Yeah. Until until recently. Tell me he got it tattooed on him somewhere. No. Okay. He, he had right. he had he has it on a poster right, that in, works. in yeah. his room. And 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 uh funny, funny conversation, right? Funny conversation we had. Uh -huh. So he, he's telling me about his family and you know, this is one of my oldest friends. So I'm listening in all earnest, guy. I'm I'm just hearing him out, right? Um then he tells me he, it was uh he was a Klansman. Right, and I'm a black guy, so it's like I only only know one clan. What you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you talking so, about C clan or K clan? Right, yeah. right. But you know, um, f for me, what it ended up coming down to is just you know, this is a horrible correlation, but this is how I made it. You know, you have some some gangs where you'll have like you know the Grape Street, the Pyrus, the Rolling City. You know, you have all these different sects of Crips and Bloods, for example. Mm -hmm. Clans kind of work the same way. They weren't always clans at which we know them today was via the Ku Klux that started in America. But clans go very deep into Europe. So I had to. I it, it threw me for a second, but I had right. to listen to him in in thoroughly, <laughs> you know, to understand like just to gain my own knowledge. But clans go way back, you know, with lords and serf and things like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. And it was just that, that was a thing. They were clansmen, right? That was that was a part of the um the hierarchy system in, in Europe back then. And he found his family's castle and showed me pictures with Whoa. the with the crest on it. Man, that's cool. It that makes me want to do like ancestry to me. Right. Because <laughs> right. I don't know any of that stuff, man. Like I wonder if I could trace it back. Uh, All I know is I got German and Irish blood. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. His blood was, they were Scottish. Cool. Yeah. So that's castles. Yeah, for sure. Right. So, you know, that was just like, and I, I just, I just tie that back into my uncle and legacy because um, he found that out as a singular individual, whereas my family as a whole, as a singular individual, he has, he now has power because he knows his legacy, but the entire Brown family believes in the name Brown. <laughs> it's, it's quite funny, actually. They just named a marina after my grandmother in Florida. What? Really? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, and that's where, about where their businesses were, right? Right. So in it was the it, same, it... same town. Palaka, Florida is where they named the... Palaka, uh, Florida? Yeah, Palaka. Not Opalaka. Palaka, yeah, I know. Florida. I just thought that's in Alabama, right? No, Opalaka. They have an Opalaka be... in Florida. Oh, okay. I just know that we passed through it on the way to Panama City. Word. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that doesn't it have a bunch of lakes in it? Um, Palaka, the St. John's River runs through Palaka. Okay, that might you know. be, that might be what I'm thinking of. So, what do they name the marina? Uh, the, like the Brown Marina, or I or? think the her full name, Mary Lawson Brown Marina. Man, you know? that's, have something named after yourself. That's cool. Yeah, like I said, I can trace my legacy back a hundred years, just not four hundred. <laughs> yeah. but, but but what you can do now, what's in your control, is the legacy that you leave behind. Exactly. You know what I mean? What is it? What would that look like to you? Like what? After you're dead and gone for a long time, what do you want people to look back and see? Like my oh my great 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 grandfather Joshua Denard, he did this. What what would you want them to be proud of that that you that they are a descendant of you? Oh man, honestly, change, that's a dope question, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. Change the world. 
Oh shit! Okay. You know, I when when people, I, I want to be one of the few people who gets an Oscar and a Nobel. You uh, know, there's like, a few people still have somehow. I think uh, Danny Thomas has. He started St. Jude Hospital when he was mm-hmm. a part of the uh, Rat Pack. And I know he's gotten the Nobel Peace Prize, and I, I, he's gotten some awards. I don't know if he's gotten an Oscar, but uh, that's a that's a great like goal to have to get both of those. You know, that, and that it that that's what I want to be known for. I I have. Uh, Somebody asked me to told me the other day you work like you got kids and I was like I like to try to do that <laughs> you know because I don't have it yeah, yeah but I like to just think about what I am working towards you know mm-hmm. and and I want people to acknowledge the fact that I cared and I did something about it and that's pretty much it that's so so the Nobel Peace Prize like it's okay if you don't know it but like is there something that you humanitarian wise that you oh that man, you yeah in mind definitely um. I feel like there should be more scientists in the world. Okay. So I want to use film to spread the scientific process and the uh, aspect of critical thinking about about deep issues. Critical um, thinking is sorely lacking. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I want to, entertainment has been used to 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 worsen our attention span and our and some of it is used to make critical thinking um, um, happen, but others not. So I just want to take take my time and craft entertainment that that is focused on that, but take the entertainment step up a level, you know. So that way, right. it's, it's getting more it, it's getting more notoriety. Um, so yeah, that's one aspect of it. I want to do a lot with mental health. Um, I'm all for that. You know, and and people ask me, why do do you struggle with it? Why do you want to do that? And it's like, no, I don't personally, but um, I've had I've I felt like I was depressed. I don't know if I could have been diagnosed as depressed, but I definitely have been sad before. You know, mm-hmm. I'm happy yeah. a lot, so I get these moments where it's just I be in my head. You know, um, and then when I was younger, it was a lot of pressure on me. So, and you're talking about a 14 year old in California thinking I got to make enough money to support like everything, you know, and even now it's a lot of pressure, but, uh, I just, I just know what pressure feels like. And I know that not everybody is going to be able to take it the way that I might. And, and I've seen, I just, I see so much and I'm, I, I just, I wish I could be there for everybody and I can't. So it's just things I want to do to, to make a process or system or thing that makes that journey a little bit better just a little bit as much as i can in my lifetime you know well the world's moving that way to where it's more accepting of mental health and people who want to help help you know better uh, you know bring more awareness to mental health and help people who are suffering through men- mental issues um i think that the world right now is more sus- more open to that sort of thing so this is a good time you know, it's, you know, the more you keep growing and going and, and with the more notoriety that you gain and, and, and the more funds that you that you get to be able to do things like this. Gotta have some right? capital. I know. <laughs> yeah. I think that the world's going to be very accepting of it. And man, and, and when it comes down to that and you need some help, if you need someone, if you, if you open a nonprofit or something, and you want someone to help, you know, run it or not, not run it, you know, necessarily. But like if you need help in, with any part of it, let me know. I mean, dog, you along for the ride, brother. I'm calling you at all the checkpoints. You know, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know what they, uh, an old company I, I used to work for, it's a good company. It didn't work out for me with them, but it was still a good company. I'll always sing their praises. But they said, um, you know, we're a rocket ship. And, and, and if you are offered a seat on the rocket ship, you don't ask which one. You just get on the rocket ship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, I, you don't I have like to be that. the captain. 
You can you can be the fucking crewman who's just running the engines, right? But, but you're we're going, going to space, the, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like that. Our, the president uh, said that at, at like a big function one time, and I was like, yeah, 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 dope. I'm for it. And so I feel that way with you, man. You're a rocket ship, and if I got to be on the outside hanging on, <laughs> I'll start working <laughs> no, on my forearm grip. I'm, no, no I'm you got. I wouldn't ride I'm your coattails. I want to help. Nah, you know a stewardess I mean? is bringing you a drink. You're gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> Back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, thank you very much, darling. Right, right, right. Would you care to have a seat? Because we on a rocket ship. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, you might want to sit your ass down. <laughs> you know? Turbulence. Right, yeah. right, right, right. But you know, hey, you gotta have estrogen around you. I'm sorry. No, know? yeah, definitely. <laughs> but you do. Too much testosterone, man. You gotta oh balance gosh. it out. It's, I'm, I'm big on pandas, right? The yin and the yang. Yeah, dude, you did I ever it. tell you about when I did? No, it was a penguin. It wasn't a panda, but it, it, same, same, same thing. You, we did I talk about, about this. this. Yeah, we did talk. It okay. was, a, it was a, a essay that you mm -hmm. wrote. Correct? It was, a, well, yeah, it was an essay, but it was like a we, we, we read it to the class. So right. It was more like public speaking. Right. Yeah. So yeah. What do you remember of it? And then I, I, I remember. Um, I remember the penguin. I remember the speech, and I remember that the penguin was supposed to be balanced, and your class was moved by it. The details get a little hazy. No, yeah. We I can mean, go it, over them. You know. No, of course. <laughs> I, this is my story that exactly. I lived through. You know, and right. I told you it once, but yeah, it, it's uh, when I was in eighth grade at social studies, we were supposed to write an essay on like I don't remember exactly what it was. It was social studies, and and uh, and it was about either culture in the world or it might have even just been on animals and i always in school whenever we had to do anything like essay wise i always liked taking what they told me to do but then uh interpreting it in my own way to where i could i couldn't get in trouble for it like one time we had to do what do you want to be when you grow up and i literally just wrote an essay on crop dusting but it was all it was all allusions to farting you know how you, you know crop dusting when you crop dust a room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I didn't want to be a crop duster at all. I was literally making euphemisms to farting in a room. Wow. I don't remember what it was. How, but How old were you? I was a senior. I was oh, 18. Wow. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was language arts. That's hilarious. And the best part is at the end, she the teacher was like, hey, Dalton, this was really good. I, I You should really pursue this. I hope you become a crop duster. I felt so bad. I was like, oh, no. Damn. Anyway, so yeah, eighth grade, social studies, and we were supposed to you know do, do some kind of essay about like uh animals or whatever and so i got up there and i talked about how a penguin is black and white and that it it it's it shows that we can be different races but live together it's the ultimate right. animal right. because or bird because it has black and white on it and 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 you know and then i made it about like race and, and how we should all be unified and how you know it has both on its on its fur and we can do that too and then uh, another one of my buddies in the class ended up doing something very similar, but with zebras. Yeah. And yeah. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, come. And I told him while I was writing the essay because we wrote it like in class over the course of like three or four days, and then did it on Friday. And I told him my 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 idea, and then he like took it but did it a little different. And he and then I if he had gone first. I think it would have it would have been like uh, like Bring It On the the movie with the cheerleaders. <laughs> you know how they both had the same routine and yeah. just whoever goes first, the next one's gonna look worse. Right. You know? But I was the one with the original idea. I'm glad I got to go first. I'm just yeah, saying. me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So t so tell me about the panda panda vision. That's your what exactly oh, like? How, if people want to look you up who don't know you, what 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 are they looking up to find your your content? Is it is it panda vision? No, is it rain suit um, productions? Well, I remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rain rain suit productions was my company in college uh pandavision it, pandavision 4 is going to be the news channel that i that i come out with and uh right now my my 
company, um, a corporation is J19 Global, J19 Global. And just a just a side note, fun mm-hmm. fact, uh, nine plus one is 10, right? Yes, I always do that, numerology. Right, but J right. is the 10th letter of the alphabet. Hey. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. So, <laughs> so, so it, is that where the one nine comes from? Or, well, or is it like- originally the one nine comes from 1903. 1903. Yeah, it was originally the company name was J1903. Well, really, it wasn't even J. It was just 1903 Productions or whatever. Because uh-huh. 1903, the first narrative film was made, The Great Train Robbery. Dope. So, okay. You okay. Know, and if you look at our logo, you'll see a mile marker for 1903. Cool. On the on the highway or whatever, mile marker. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. So, I, I love when like business names and logos and stuff have like have meaning that you kind of need to explain to you. And when, you, when it's explained, it's like, that makes perfect sense. I love it when that comes together, and it's great that you have something like that, too. Oh, yeah. Too. It took, took me took, took a long time to come up with. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So you mentioned earlier California. I didn't even know. I thought, I, I guess this, I assumed that you lived in Georgia. You know, you, you, you know I, I met you here in Georgia. And so California grew up there, and you felt like you had a lot of pressure on you. I want to hear about that. Tell oh, me about, man. Tell me about what, like, young Josh went through and how he became the man he is today Ooh, that's a that's a that's a that's a loaded story so uh i guess i gotta start it off uh, i don't know how familiar people are with this but i got into uh film at a very young age but it was way before the digital migration mm. so the digital migration happened like post 9 11 so i was already in california at that time um but in cali i'm gonna stay on that in california i i was an actor actor right <laughs> yeah i uh, went to this competition with like thousands of kids dalton thousands in in orlando called amtc yes atlanta uh, atlanta models of talent something yeah actors you, you've definitely heard of it before because you're it's, close it's the christians <laughs> right it's it's the christian one right i don't know if it's christian per se because it was a lot going we modeled in swimsuits and everything so i i don't necessarily <laughs> know that it was it was Christian. Actors, models, and talent for Christ, though, right? Uh, it, I don't, what, what was it? I don't, I'm sorry. I honestly don't oh, remember. Okay, okay. I, it could have been for Christ. Gotcha. But based off what I was, it was like, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, I, have no to, I have to find not, that I'm out. Not, all right. Sorry to take um, you over. But so, no, nah, it's cool. I just, I don't want to associate a religious meaning to something that might not be. That's, <laughs> a, good That's a good point. You know what? Yeah. Don't quote us on that. Don't quote me on it. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it moving. It was AMTC. That's what we know. Right. In yeah. Orlando. In Orlando. When I was 11. Okay. And I competed in like six categories. Uh, let's see if I can remember: improv, lifestyle, monologue, cold reading, modeling. Uh, so five. We're gonna go okay. with five categories because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, commercial. Oh, commercial. oh yeah, of there was one. Yeah. There was one for commercial. So six categories, and I placed in like top three in in, in improv, in cold reading, and in lifestyle. Right. <laughs> I remember my lifestyle monologue. Was, okay, was so that was it was so th- they were okay. Yeah, so lifestyle was a monologue. You remember it? You want to do it? Uh I re- I remember my costume. Okay, well, I, what I was re- it? I re- okay, so my costume had a. Cape. You know, I'm gonna ask you. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I haven't been. I had. I don't know if I've ever been asked. I had a cape on. <laughs> okay. I had on like some bare feet. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. um, and I had on like this 
this this just this brim of a hat. Like I look like an African prince, really, but okay. with, with bare feet on, you know, okay. and a nice cape. My yeah. mom and grandma made it. Wait, wait, like bare, you were barefooted? Or no, you no, had, like, I had bare... like feet. Like okay, they were just they look like bare claws. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I thought, but then, don't like... know why I did, <laughs> but um. But yeah, I just I walked onto the stage kind of with my back hunched over. I had glasses on with a little string on them, and oh, I took them it. off. And I was just okay. like, I had an accent. I can't do accents anymore. Completely forgot the monologue, but I just remember like in front of thousands of people, I did that. <laughs> you know, it was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Totally, man. Um, and then the cold reading thing was cool. And that's it, always my favorite. Yeah, I lo- I'm I'm really good at it. Though. I can read a script and remember it in like 90 seconds mm-hmm. or something. I'm, not, I'm exaggerating, but I right, can yeah. remember it pretty quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Can't remember a single song lyric. Give me a script, I'm good to go. <laughs> Same. Because <laughs> you, know? you, you understand the story, you know where it starts and where it ends, and then you understand what you want out of it, and then after that, you listen. Right. And and also, like while you're preparing, make sure you're not just in the, you're saying it out loud, and you're not just in the script. You've got to get away from yeah, it. Yeah, you got to drop that script. Yeah. yeah. I was, That's I the a, number one technique that allowed me to remember them. As soon as I started, like, dropping, the, you yeah, know, just remembering as much as you can, drop it. And saying the other people's lines, too. Yeah. Saying it all. And then you understand the story. And then when you get there, you're you're more prepared, you're more confident. And if you slip up, it's okay because you know where the story's supposed to go. So you can get a line out that's at least, uh, is, is at least going to continue it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So now exactly. you understand. You oh, understand. I know. I've been trained, man. I've right. been trained. So, you know, that competition, I got like 11 agents and managers at the end of it because it was like a speed dating thing at the end. The better you place, the more time you have. So, <laughs> I love uh, it. I love this idea. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, kids, you were going to pimp these kids. But, uh, <laughs> oh, but, uh, but yeah, so I had a roommate. He danced. I didn't see him anymore after that. I, I have one very old friend that I re- have retained from that competition. She's the only person I still know from that competition. But anyway. That's still cool. You, you still keep up with someone from that competition right she actually lives in atlanta now um cool but yeah so that competition i got with jet set kids in loyola california i got with coast to coast entertainment in burbank california and uh look jet set was for modeling coast to coast was for acting and i went out me and my mom packed up the car and we drove cross country to california Okay, so you you didn't live in California originally, like this? No, this... I was I was born. I'm a Georgia boy. I okay, was, I okay. was born in Crawford Long Hospital. My mom Crawford took, Long. Yeah, right. my mom took four ambulances to get here from a very country town where my dad is from because I was a preemie, and they didn't deal with preemies at the hospital, so she had to take four or five uh, ambulances to get to Atlanta, and, it, and here I was born. What? So like, what? Mm. They keep running out of gas, and they had to get a new one, or <laughs> I guess it was a county thing. From oh, okay. County to county, she had to transfer. That's crazy, but it makes sense. I mean, I kicked out. Like, she, I, I, her, you know, I forced labor. I was three months early. Nobody he expected was like, me. yo, the I'm, world needs me. Pretty much. <laughs> I, I wanted to be a tourist. That's all that was. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be a tourist. I wanted to be born on April 24th. Don't know why. Oh, okay. Okay, I get yeah. it. I get it. I like the number, I guess. <laughs> 24 is a good number, man. It's Jeff Gordon, if you know NASCAR. I, I don't, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Dude, I love numbers, man. Love right. numbers. So, like, I'm always putting numbers together. If I see, like, a 12 and a 1 together, that makes 13. And before, that would, like, that would, that would, 13 was always, you know, it's like, it's that, it's that uh, superstition about it. Yeah. I have overcome that because I was like, man, I'm not about to be afraid of a number. 
I mean, you but know? 13, 3 plus 1 is 4. 4 is a good number. 4 is a great number. Yeah. It's my ex-wife's favorite number, and I still remember that, and I'm, I'm fond of that number. <laughs> Even though we're not together, I Word. still, I, when I see 4, it's I It's my think life path number. I ain't going to Your life path number. What yeah. is it? So, okay, what is it? Where's your life path going? What, is um, that on, like, your hand or something? No, no, no. Life path numbers, you take your, your birthday, you take the birth month, and you take the birth year, you add it up together, and that whole number, you add those two numbers because it's m most likely going to be a double digit, and that number you get is your life path number. Okay, let's do that for me. All right, what am I doing? All right, so I'm December 3rd, 1990. So we got... So that's 12. Yeah. Uh, and then we're adding three. Three. So it's 15. 19. 90. So are we adding the 1, 1, and 9? Or Eight, So that's 18 with 9 and 9. That's 19 with the 1... That's 19, 19, 20, 21, 22, 22 plus the 12, uh, that's 4, and that's 3, 34, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 8. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> OG Kobe Bryant. See, I, I told you, numbers, man. Give me a number, and I, I got it. It's related to something in my past. Right man. on, right on. But according to the math, your life path number is 8. So, that like, I could look that up, and it would... It would give you a whole you, breakdown. You want to you find out my life path real fast? Yeah, let's do that. You interested? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. All see, right. I want to know if it's accurate because mine, mine right, kind of cool. was. I ain't gonna lie. Life path number eight, eight life path. Creative numerology by Christine Delory. Okay, okay Christine. Let's, let's hear it, Christine. <laughs> let's do it. All right. So, uh, the path of empowerment. Okay. Ooh, and it's purple. I like it. Mm. All right. So, all right. We won't. We're not gonna spend a whole lot of time on this, but let's. Let's get into it. Dive into it for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, a little yeah. bit. All right. The eight life path signifies a lifetime of investing in yourself and overcoming judgments that stand between you and your strong ambitions. Okay, I'm, I'm with it so far. Mm. I'm with it. Yeah. You will learn that others can only dominate you if you allow them to. Yes. <laughs> Speaking to. Oh, All right. Shit. Come on, Christine. <laughs> Come, Come on. on. <laughs> That's gonna be the the subtitle to this 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 episode. Come on, Christine. <laughs> Come on, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you will learn that others. Oh, I just read that. Sorry. You, all right, so you'll learn that others can only dominate you if you allow them to preach, and that all circumstances can be changed by taking determined action. Mm, discipline. Oh you gosh. were just talking yes. about that. Yes. You were literally just talking about that. You are here to learn about life's material and financial aspects from an intellectual and emotional perspective. Mm. Okay, they threw a bunch of like, that, that's some, that was some like, that was some psychic stuff right there. You know, they threw a bunch at me, but yeah. but like I, I want to learn about the financial aspects. That's 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 my weakest spot in my life, to be honest. And so I want to learn and I know that eventually I will. So in that case, I'm not there yet, but I, I'm obviously I'm here to learn about them because I don't know them right now and right. I want to. So right. I'll, 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 I'll go with that. All right. And then uh, another paragraph here. Modern numerology often diminishes eights meaning with an almost exclusive focus on material and financial matters. That's true. I do focus on finances so much that I, I'm terrible <laughs> with them. <laughs> and I don't know so much about material. I, I'm not, I, I don't think I've ever been very much a materialistic person, so I'm not going to say this is 100%. Of course it's not going to I be. I mean, that's Christine's interpretation. It's Christine's interpretation. Oh, okay, okay. I'll need, I'll, and then I'll finish it up with this last sentence, and then we'll move on. But uh, Yes, eight is the number of power on the physical plane. What up? But it is also Met the you number. at the gym. You did, I yeah. Did. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it is also the number of true understanding and balance. Yeah, yeah. About the penguin. Which, the penguin. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta know that penguin and understand it to be able to have that balance in your life. That's it. And uh, without which personal power is superficial and material gain is easily lost. Yeah, man, I, I, I like anything that I do have material, you know, like, I mean, especially like money, you know, which is, which is finite cash. I lose it if, uh, if I don't have that balance yeah. in my life. 
So, so okay. Okay. 70%. Yeah. I give that a 70% accurate. So far, I'm definitely going to look into this because that stuff is cool. I, I've always liked that stuff. Very much so. You ever Very looked up so. like what card you are? The, like, the like, tarot cards? No, not tarot cards, but like actual like the cards of the 56 uh, in a deck. Oh, no. Or is it 52? Uh, I, I think it's 52. I don't know. 13 times 4. Is twenty six? It's fifty two. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. You, were you following me there? Yeah, yeah. God, I was about yeah. to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, so like I'm I'm the two of diamonds. It it depends on it's depending on your birthday. And okay. so I'm the two of diamonds, which it, that one again talks all about finances in it. And it's like it's like mm. you, you. It's funny how all those things line up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, like the eight, the two of diamonds. It, it's got to be. Something. It's, not, it's not like the person who made that cheat sheet went ahead and what light paths, horoscope. You know, mm. all these people didn't come together and like join hands. Mm. You know, it's just this. It's in the sky. Yo, man, you ever you you heard about the uh, app called like? True Star or something like that. CoStar. CoStar. And it's all about astronomy and, and, and everything. Write it down. Look it up later. Unless, what are you looking at? Um, Did you write it down somewhere? And, and you... No, I just, I wanted to, um, okay, so in the beginning of my notebook I have in front of me, uh, just a quote that I think is relevant to what, what's happening right now. Okay. Um, and it's my quote, but... The universe speaks in two languages, celestial and binary. What does the binary mean? Numbers. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking binary like 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 gender and stuff. No, 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 no. Yeah, binary zero one zero yeah, zero yeah, yeah. one. You know, the universe speaks in those two languages. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> the, the, the story I wanted to tell you is um that co-star co-star yeah you yeah. go on it you tell you you put in your birth date the time of birth uh, the time that you were born where you were born and it and and it spits out like who you are mm. and i got I, I was dating this girl back in january february march time and she, we got super bit we were so high and she and and she was talking to me she kept wanting to to do this co-star app with me and and like learn and tell me who i was or whatever so Big mistake to get high before I did that, man. <laughs> and she had some good stuff too. Her dealer was oh, and and so uh, she so we I'm like all right, let's you know what let's do that co-star thing. And she and she right. reads it out and she's telling me like you're this and you're that and all that. And man, like every time she let every other sentence, I was like I was like I was get, I was started standing up. <laughs> so I was like, I, like and by the end, I was like fully up and I was like yeah. yo. Like that's me. Yeah. And how and, and like and I kinda like got like really introspective for like five, ten minutes. Yeah. And like I forgot I forgot she was there. I forgot where I was. And she like she like taps me and she's like, You okay? <laughs> and I was like I'm getting Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm getting, I was like I was like, I'm just I mean, thank you. I just figured myself out a little bit more right there. Right. You know, and she was like real worried. She was like, Oh no, I didn't I didn't like I didn't like freak you out or not or whatever. I was like, No, no, it's cool. I love this shit, you know? I mean, it, it's amazing how much more we learn about ourselves as we get older, right? Oh like, yeah. It's, it's I feel like I've learned more about myself in just this one year than I have in the twenty eight before it. I mean, and that's okay because it took you 20, 28 years to gain the tools to be able to learn. <laughs> and also, you know? I'll add to that: it took me twenty eight years to be able to be okay with the fact that it took me twenty eight years. You right. know what I mean? I do. Because before this, I was like, like, I used to until this year, until this summer, really, I used to be so upset that I didn't figure myself out earlier because I feel like mm -hmm. I've kind of wasted my twenties a little bit by being this knucklehead who's made so many mistakes. Yeah, but that's my path that's my life path that i had to I'm, go on you know and it took me and, a while to and and let's let's talk about that because i ain't gonna lie i'm 28 
Mm-hmm. Right, and I think uh, the question you asked me before we went into the life path numbers. Is, yeah, so we kind like, of. <laughs> nah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's all relative, right? Uh, but Young Josh, pressure, California. Yes, yeah. That, yeah. that was a very interesting uh, point in my life, just because it's like, you know, uh, I'm twelve, thirteen. I'm out there from twelve to about sixteen, right? Eleven to sixteen or whatever. Uh, meet some great people. I got a chance to see them when I went out there. Been 11 years. Been too long. Going back for New Year's. I'll see y'all soon. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so, I, you know, and my my mom had kept a house in Georgia. And we had an apartment in California. We lived in Marina Del Rey around, like, Faith Evans and Dwayne Wayans, ex-wife, like, just around an incredible neighborhood. Then we lived in Valencia. Then we moved to North Hollywood, right? And, uh, all this time, my mom, again, kept a house in Georgia. And it was like, I was an actor. I was trying to be a working child actor. So mm-hmm. it was like, if I'm not booking jobs, like, my mom has got to do all this by herself. It's just me and her, <laughs> you yeah. know? We have no family. We have nothing in California. Just my agent, me, and her. So at 14, 13 years old, I just felt like if I wasn't working, then... Like I, booking jobs. Yeah, just... I. I, I wasn't nothing. My mom, she was so wonderful. Like she gave me a whole room, and she slept in the living room. She took the like the couch bed. What? You word. know? Yeah. Like she gave. She wanted me to have privacy. Like you know, whatever. I guess I was a teenage boy. She didn't. I was her only son, so that was her best solution. You know, if he's in his room, he'll stay in his room, and I can do whatever I want. Out of here, <laughs> it, was a, it was a little. You know, it was for her too. Yeah. Right. Right. It made sense. Now, now yeah. that I'm older, I see that it made mm-hmm. sense. Right. I probably would have did the same thing because the bathroom was in there too. You know. Uh but yeah, anyway, it it was it was a small apartment and we were we were doing our thing uh and it was just a lot of pressure to work, man. A lot of pressure and and that really bothered me and I I was unsure. I prayed and I cried like shit, is this really what I want to do? Do I really want to be in production? Do I really is this what I really want? And of course, I, I'm still here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, but uh well, was, did you book stuff? In, in California. Did I book stuff? I did book. I, I booked uh, some online commercials very, very early in my career. Booked a lot of short films. Um, I had some national, I had a few national commercials. Okay. And, and then I was an extra and plenty of extra work in California. I was in music videos. I got to play features and principal in music videos. So I was working. I was working. Was it enough to, to you know? Well, here was the thing. Stand? Here was the thing, yeah, right? Okay. Here was the thing. So I was working and I was going out on these cattle calls. Um, and, you know, and I call them cattle calls because a lot of times that's what additions are, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, part of plenty. Exactly. Probably not as many as you, you know. I mean, but... you got to pay your dues, though. Yes. You, you got to go. You got to sharpen your craft. But at the end of the day, that's not why I got into the business, you know, and I told my mom that. From a very, from as a kid, you knew you you got into the business for a diff, for a different reason, like for the love of it. Or? Well, I got in the business to create things, create, yeah, not be yeah. a part of creation. creating. Is the best part, right? I want to be. I want to be a part of. I always wanted to be on the team that helped decide what was going to happen. <laughs> you know, that and was that's why I, I. That makes sense. Why you're not just an actor. Why you do so much more. Right. It was just I kind of had to. You know. So I told my mom that, and my mom was like, "Well, I guess you're right." Because I had already told her what I wanted. That's why we were. That's what got us to this point, <laughs> you yeah. know. So, um, at the time before the digital migration in Georgia, it's called. Um, it's still called public broadcast or public access or whatever. But in California, 
I don't know how it is now, but back then, before, like, you know, before streaming and the internet and all this stuff was popping, man, you could go to a public access facility, take the class, and be registered to film, use their studio, use their Whoa. equipment, use their editing bays, right? So my mom had the bright idea of taking classes for uh, our production in at least eight California counties. You're talking Santa Monica, uh, Long Beach, uh, 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 um, Orange County, L.A. I'm talking about we were all over the place. Chatsworth, California. We had access to six studios, camera equipment. That's you so know, smart. All the time, right? It was genius. Your right? mom is. She sounds. I'm, I've met her. Is but like just from everything you're telling me, I don't. I I didn't know all this about her. She's such yeah, a brilliant, wonderful woman. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant young yeah. lady. Still, uh, so so we did this, and we did that. We we had a casting call ourselves, dog. Shit. When I tell you, we had a casting call at Oakwood Apartments. When I tell you, there were hundreds of kids that showed up. Cause we had a casting call for it was a variety show, so it was not it was me and one other guy. It was everybody else was a girl. <laughs> it was it was great. It yeah, was great, yeah. right? So um, you know, so we had a casting call, and I, it was a variety show. And I ain't gonna lie, in Hollywood, it's not about race, but you have to define like you want diversity. So we wanted one Asian, one mm. white girl, one black, we so on and so forth. So we had hundreds of girls from each of these ethnicities oh, come. Man. And uh, we had a casting call and it was, I was the casting agent, you know, I was the director. I was, it was fun. I had my boy, my boy, my friend that I mentioned earlier that I went to go see from Cali. Like he was there. Uh, I think we had picked one other girl at the time. Every now and then we would have some cast already selected and they would sit in on the casting calls with us because a lot of times they would go to the bathroom and the girls wouldn't know that these, these other girls are already in the show. So then when the casting call happened, they could tell us like, yo, she was in the bathroom acting like this or they was right, in, they yeah. were doing this and that. So I had snitches, <laughs> you know, in a good That's way. That's why you should always act professional. Right. You act professional and in a good mood. Exactly. You know, whenever it's you're around. when you're in at work, right? Come yeah. to come to work to work. Right? Yeah, exactly. So uh so so yeah, we had the casting call, we casted a full cast, man. I had a cast and crew all all in kind. All in all all the money that was generated for the show was either out of pocket for food or via equipment. There were no investors. We were just making this happen. You know what I'm saying? So what and it was the variety show. Yeah, but but it, what about school? Uh, what sorry but what about school oh that's what it was called yes, but sir. what about school okay yeah, 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 and yeah, so yeah. tell me about that like how long did it run like was it, it on ran TV? for a full season it was on tv it was on tv and public access okay. and, and i think kind of like georgia public broadcasting it was yeah. but we had it in all those counties we had it in florida and what? about two other states so we was running that thing on public access. I edited the full season myself. No shit, using their equipment, right? Like in yes, their in, the, in, a, in an editing bay the size of a prison cell. Just me and my mother. It was a very stressful time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. One day we got locked in the editing room and what? we and we came out. That's how many hours I used to have to spend editing. And we came out of the room and the police was there because the silent alarm went off when we came out of the editing oh, right, bay. Yeah. But it was just like hours on hours we filmed 13 episodes it was 12 segments an episode and we filmed 13 episodes man so over so 13 uh, times 10 is 130 plus another two 13s so that was 156 episodes 156 segments. segments sorry that's right what I meant. yeah yeah yes 
Yes. That's a lot. Yes. So what's the segment like? Was that like a, was it a five minute block? What was the segment? Mm, pro- it, they 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 varied. Like we had a call in segment. And we had a lot of people calling. We had all thirteen episodes full of call ins and emails. Right. That's cool. That so you're kind of like doing radio as well. I'm I've, very early in my career. I did a lot of things, and I'm blessed for with that. Um, and that that gave you so much talent. Like so, and it made you so versatile. Yeah. And so that, H- had wow. social media been around back then. I'd be a rich man right yeah, now. I'm sure, on my way to being rich, but yeah, I'd, yeah. All, I'd already be rich. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and then it's crazy, not even just the, the the things my mother turned down in California. Like, looking back, like, Tyrese had a manager, Jerome. He was like, yo, we'll put you on a contract and get you in some John Singleton movies, rest in peace. But that was a deal ready to be signed. But they wanted me to be a thug. I'm not a thug. So my mom was like, no. Hmm. You know, and she was very hard on it. I'm a kid. I didn't care. Right. But she turned that down. It was like a million dollars on the table for me to sing and dance. She turned that down because I can't sing and dance. Uh, oh, okay. You know? And it was just... I'll figure it out. Right. But we for the, for that deal, we went to a restaurant at the top of a mountain at like a Japanese, I guess, pagoda. I don't even know what to call it. But it was one of those layered Japanese structures. The steak, the food was wonderful. Everything was so exclusive. And they just was trying to offer my mom a brick of money for me to sign on to to their new entertainment company. Um, and she said, no, mom, very incredible lady, very incredible. Do you I, do you hold any regret for any of that? Not at all. Because yeah, cool. now my principles, my, now I know how to say no. Not all money uh, is good money. Yeah. You know, and the fact That's that. a great take on that. I mean, how else could I take it? True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whether you, maybe, whether you didn't believe it at first, you convinced yourself to believe it. You know, uh, yeah. Man, like, oh, I, I I know. <laughs> right. So, I, but it's all good. I I just I I personally am glad she didn't, just because she is right. Like, be, the way that labels work and the way that things work to get that type of advance, they would have owned me. Right. And that I would have had to do things that I'm completely uncomfortable with in a world that I I was just I hated. You know, and and I would have had the same realization I had when I was going on auditions. It's not why I got into the business. Yeah, you know that it, it was all coming to that. <laughs> you know, it's always gonna come back to that. Why did I? I because I've been wanting to do production since I was a boy, like yeah. a little boy. Uh-huh. You know, so it's like why? It always comes back to that. Shit, I didn't know any of this about you, man. Word. I appreciate that. It's <laughs> so nice learning all this, man. I mean, hey, we here is just us, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, we can talk now. Right? I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> usually when we're hanging, we're like, we're either, we got a bunch of people around or, or we're, we're trying working. to get. Yeah, <laughs> right? or we're working. It's yeah. like we, we, we don't get a chance to like sit down and actually have a conversation like this. Yeah. So that's, that's nice, man. I didn't know. So you said, so you were, were you were in California until 16? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then. I was homeschooled. Okay. Yeah. You, did you come back to Georgia after that? That's exactly. That's. I looked at my mom one day and I was like, the show, we had finished, I'd finished editing all 13 episodes. Um, we had aired them and I really didn't want to get back into like going into auditions and whatnot. Um, at this point, I was sneaking into public school, you know, and I, I was 16. I just, I wanted to come home. I wanted to come back around. Like, I loved my friends in California, but I hadn't been home in years. So mm-hmm. I just, I just wanted to come back to Georgia. And that's what we we packed up and came back, <laughs> you know. And um, so, did you continue pursuing it? Like, did you have an agent here? Did you find one? Or? So I didn't. I didn't at that point. I no more agents. Yeah. Okay. At, at that point, I had learned the production process 
I mean, talking about filming 13 episodes is a whole nother, you know, story. But I learned a lot. Mm. So by the time I got back to Georgia, it was all, I was on behind the camera. You know, I could produce a show. I could direct a show. I could cast a show. I could, I could create anything I wanted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because I, I learned skills to. So I uh, came back to Peachy Ridge High School, and their video department had just started. And they had some decent equipment. Oh, you okay. So, uh, so, so you got involved with that, I'm guessing. I did get involved with that. Not as not as much as I probably should have okay. because it was my first time back in public school and they didn't accept any of my homeschool credits. So I had to test out of like my entire high school career in a year and a half. You know? Test out? What you, like you had, you were just constantly having to take tests? To prove well, so knew? so they told me my ninth and 10th grade years didn't count. So I had to I had to test out of all those classes. You're talking from PE to chemistry to, you know, I'm saying you name it. I had to test out of it. And any test I didn't pass, I had to take the class. Oh, okay. So, did, or, did, or else I wasn't going to graduate on time. Did that ever happen? Did you not? Um, Definitely. There was a few tests. I, I ended up doubling up. I was did online school. I went to oh. summer school for some things because it's like, hey, you know, I don't know. I, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But I did pass a lot of tests. I, it was 24 tests I had to take. And I, I think I passed like 16, you know, 16 to 18. That's, that's good, man. I don't, you know, for not, st I was like, can I get a study guide? I don't know. We don't have any of those. <laughs> oh, so you, know? you just had to go off of like what you had in your head. Yeah. Especially considering that like school, I mean, homeschool, I don't know, it's probably different, but still you're, you're essentially just regurgitating facts and, and numbers and figures. And so pretty much usually when you, when you test out or the when history you test. Tests. That's what tripped me up. Yeah, I can imagine. Cause, yeah, because like it's like I don't know that guy was in 1850 or he could have been 1950. I don't, you know, right? Yeah, which one? Yeah, was it was something. Was it stuff like that, like it, names it, and dates? It was. It was the history test that tripped me up, and I think those are really the only subjects, the only core subject that tripped me up, and I, maybe chemistry. But no, no, no. I take that back. My mom got me a tutor, and I passed the chemistry. Oh test. yeah, because you you needed that's something. I didn't want to take that class again. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I did kind of want to be in a lab. I never got a chance to sit oh, in a real yeah. lab. So, you know, it's give and take. But, but anyway, back, I, I, I finished high school more. in two years, basically, instead of four. I finished, Shit, I finished high school because my ninth and tenth grade didn't count. I wanted to graduate in time. I finished high school in two years. I really finished in one year because by the second, <laughs> my, by my senior year, I had finished everything so I could, I could leave and go to Grayson. And Grayson had a uh, charter program for film production. Oh, and cool. they had a studio. They had equipment. Whoa. The teacher was intelligent. I made short films there. One of them, I don't enter a lot, a lot of competitions, but that was, that was one of the times where I did, and my film did well. And at that point, I was like, okay. That does not shock me. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how come you don't enter a lot of competitions? Is that something you're going to change in the future? It is. It okay. is definitely something I'm going to change. Um, I'm critical on myself. And I know the work that I produce thus far is just, they're not like my brain babies. They're not my children. It's just stuff I've been doing for clients and for fun. Okay. Yeah. And it's things that are actually deeply passionate to me. Um, those are the projects I'm going to enter into into competition with as an adult. Like I've helped people in competition. Like I've been a director on the team or I've been a DP on the team and those projects have done well. You know, they just mm -hmm. weren't my, I want to write the script that does well in competition. I help all day long. I'll shoot it. I'll help you direct it. I'll help you produce it. I'll act in it. You know, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'll play a role as long as it's an important one. But the projects I enter, I want to be written and thorough and projects that that I, w I want to die proud of yeah, yeah that makes sense 
I totally get that. You want to direct them as well, and possibly even like have a role in them, like acting wise. Full, full, full you, Spike Lee, yep. yeah. <laughs> a Joshua Denard joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know Tarantino, Lee, Nolan, you name it. Just mm-hmm. that that's that's the caliber I want to step out in. All right. Well, that 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 leads me to the, a couple of those questions that I told you I wanted to ask you. Um, normally, I just kind of wing it and I go with my questions that pop up in my head. But I wanted to ask you these, and so one of them. Uh, is, is dealing with film and directing. What film do you wish that you had directed? Limitless. Cool. Yes. Cool, dude. I thought about that just like two days ago. A buddy of mine was talking about stocks, and I and I and we got onto Limitless. And so, all right. Anyway, anyway, enough about me. Tell <laughs> why, why, why Limitless? I I I loved the way that they committed using a visual style to differentiate minds mind states. You know, and when I looked at, I don't look at a lot of commentary and behind the scenes, but when I looked at that and the process was so simple, they'd use two different film stocks, one Kodak and one Fuji or something like that. Oh, um, but I, I, I loved that. I loved it. I absolutely enamored by it. That, so yeah, I wish I would have had a chance to direct it and just, you know, the film was great to me as is, but I, I wish I would have had a chance to make it great myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, do you do you is there anything extra that you would have done to it or different or or like you just appreciated it for that style and the directing style that they had in it? No, I, I appreciate it for what it was, for what it is. Um I, I what anything I personally would have done different. I I can't say that I would. I can't say that I would. I would have based cuz I've I mean I've seen it already and I like what I saw. Right. So mm. excuse me, had I not had I not seen it before, um Maybe because it became a television show at the end. It well not in the end, but after it became a show, and I probably would have made the movie with that in mind a little more. Um, not necessarily alluding to the fact that um, there's going to be a show, but alluding to the fact that this thing is still out there. Oh, okay. This yeah. magic pill is still out there, and somebody else has it. Versus at the end of Limitless, it was kind of just Eddie Mora saying. I got it figured out. I don't need to pill anymore. Yeah, you know? which was cool. It was very cool. I like that. It, it, I did too. Yeah. You know, but at some point in the story, um, maybe I would have just introduced that little that that side character or that new that new dealer. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yes. I just introduced somebody who had access to it, um, just to just to explore the lore a little bit more. Kind of like I like how Harry Potter does their things, does their stories. Like they might introduce. You know, you met Haggard. Hagrid um, in the first book, but you didn't learn his story to like the fourth book, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. or Dumbledore, was, uh, or any of those guys. Yeah. Well, you learned about his with um, well, I guess it was the Chamber of Secrets. It was the second book. You learned a little bit more about him. I know it's not the point, but yeah. right. But just a little. But the way that Harry Potter staggered the information. Dumbledore definitely later. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's staggering of the information. Yeah, you yes. get this character, and then we're gonna, uh, and then and then when it comes, when it when it benefits the story is it, when yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I. If Limitless is something I imagine could have continued, so they wrote the movie like that was it. I would have wrote the movie as if that wasn't it, mm. and that was it. And then w- directed. You... I'm sorry. No, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, you know, that's a that's a good that 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 reminds me of a question or makes me think of a question that I, I I often think about, but I've never really looked it up or had it answered to me. But like when it comes to like the writer and the director, I know that, I know that sometimes the writer, a, a script is just purchased. And after that, it's just the director's, you know, uh, vision from there. 
But could you talk to me a little bit about that? Like when it comes to like writing and directing, like how much of it, how much liberty does a director get when it comes to that script? Like I, I hear like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Once once the studio has a director and they buy the script, that director has virtually complete control. So they can like change up lines. They, and can, they can do whatever they, they want. They can say, you know, they tell me that this needs to be shot and, in and, an apartment, and, but and I'm going to change it too. Unless it's a known writer who has a contract where my script cannot be altered, then that director has control. How common is that? Not very. Okay. How many yeah. writers do you know off the top of your head? I only know. I don't. <laughs> and, and, and I feel exactly. bad about that because there are fantastic writers yes. out there who deserve that. I mean, Hollywood names. is designed that way. Don't feel bad. That's, yeah. that's, that's the way I it's think designed. of Ed Wood. Wasn't he a, wasn't he a guy? Uh, See, Johnny I, Depp plays him. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. I, I'm a writer myself. I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm thinking of, there's one guy, though, who does biopics. Um, and, and but see, those are nonfiction. I don't. That's true. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, biopics aren't you, my favorite. You can count them, but I have a whole different philosophy on fiction versus nonfiction. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um. So yeah, that you pretty much answered my question there. So, um, man, that, that that's that's interesting to think about. But though. that's why you have people like Tarantino or or Spike Lee or Christopher stuff, Nolan, writer directors. Yeah. That's why they do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But I want that control because reason. I have the vision, exactly. and that's why that's why often the best are writers and directors. Exactly. Damn straight. Damn Skippy. No, yeah. no. All right. So we've got another question for you in regards to directing. Uh, what film that you know that you've seen do you think would have been better had you been behind the helm? You know, you you, you mentioned you were going to ask me this, and uh-huh. there's there's only like one movie in the world one series that i wish i had my hands on okay and and i'm i might get a lot of like kickback for saying this but the batman series damn okay all right yeah i wish I like would. like christopher nolan's batman yes, series yes, oh okay yes why but starting with begins Ooh, going one. all the way to rises the the dark knight was great but i feel like the other two miss miss some i won't say they yeah, no, nah, I say it. And it's some of the mark. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I'm saying? Dark Knight Rises for sure. For sure. I watched right. that movie once in theaters and I was like, Yep, I'm never watching this again. Right. You know, and, and I only and I honestly like I, I went with a friend and I felt bad because he's such a Batman fanboy and mm-hmm. he was talking so much he was like, Yeah, oh my god, I gotta see Batman and and yeah. I was like and I had to be like, dude, I can't even feign you know, happiness for your sake. Like right. I genuinely did not like that movie. Right. And I forget everything that happened in it except for the, the football. Uh, the scene, scene yeah, right, yeah. right. Shout out to Tom Hardy. I like him. He he was definitely good in it, yeah. but even his voice got old, to be and, honest. Right, and then, and then Anne Hathaway didn't exactly kill Catwoman. No, she, you know. Yeah, but I'm so, well, I'm not here to bash the movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bad. do like Batman, but um, going back cool. going back to the animated series Batman, one of the best Batman films to me was Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Yes. Um, and that's because they made they introduced a lot of human elements to Batman. They mm-hmm. Introduced a lot of conflict to Batman. They introduced a lot of reality to Batman, but then action too, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel like the Dark Knight Rises tried to do that with Catwoman and Talia Al Ghul and introduced these romantic interests because Bruce Wayne is a playboy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it overconvoluted the story. Um, and then same thing in Batman Begins. It's just I feel like those two films and those plays. I don't know. If Christopher Nolan does extremely well with romance. I think Inception did so well because the romantic figure who was idolized in the film played a plot device in it. Like, well, so did they did the same in Batman, but in Inception it was like a very dramatic yes, plot yeah. device. Like, 
you know, and I feel like that's why romance in that film for him worked well. But I don't necessarily know that that's his strong suit, you know, and I wouldn't say it is my strong suit, but Batman is one of the reasons I got into film. So, I mean, I naturally feel like I would have did a better job. I feel it. What about, I mean, now I, I agree with you on Batman Begins and, and Dark Knight Rises, but what about like The Dark Knight? Do you think you could have made that as so much of a masterpiece as it is? The Dark Knight, I feel like, was um, going back to the whole thing about using the realistic elements. There was so much romantic conflict, not just human conflict in The Dark Knight, that it was, I won't say easy to tell the story, but it was a lot more palpable. I mean, you had Rachel who was there for Harvey. It was a love triangle. Then you yeah. had the Joker coming all up in that space. And you just had a lot of conflict there that, that resembled the mask of the phantasm. That resembled that that the best Batman. You know, so uh, I don't necessarily know. I don't, that film, could it have been better? Is is the question. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think it could have been tighter. It could it could have definitely been tighter. It could have the the one of the things that I might have changed was the ending of Harvey Dent. That that whole cause, right yeah that you mean like the ending with him uh, kidnapping Gordon's kids, kidnapping Gordon's kids, Batman tackling him off the building. Yeah, I mean like because really Harvey Dent's story is so like they were Batman and Harvey were best friends, and in the film he wanted him to replace him, but that didn't necessarily show their friendship. You know that that had to be a very critical decision for Batman to quote unquote kill or knock at whatever he did to Harvey right. Dent. That's the thing we don't know. But whatever yeah, it was, yeah. that had to be a difficult decision. And I don't feel like as an audience we felt that as much. We just felt like he's taking out, you know, the guy who was supposed to replace him, not his best friend. Yes. Yeah. You know, so that that's one of those elements. I think the Joker was great. Um, but with Harvey, trying to introduce two villains in the movie is difficult, though. You know, and I do like the way that they played Harvey and the Joker together, but... Bruce didn't even go to see Harvey in the hospital. The Joker did. (laughs) (laughs) No, in one of the best, coolest scenes ever. Right. Yeah. Did you? Um. I I read somewhere where uh where where um Heath Ledger the it it didn't like it didn't blow up when it was supposed to, and so he improvs. Like there's that part where he he hits the he hits the the trigger or the the detonator and it doesn't blow up. And so instead of like instead of looking at the director and like and 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 yelling or asking for cut or whatever, right. he just goes with it and he like looks back and he like shakes the detonator or whatever and he like hits it <laughs> and then it finally blows up. Right. Yeah. And then he gets on the bus. Wait, waiting on the pyrotechnics to. Yeah. Blow yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that as an as an actor and as someone who practices acting as a craft, I. I, I, I can't get enough of stuff like that. Right. Where an actor just stays in the scene and and continues with it and then and. Lo and behold, it becomes better than it would have been if just the script had right. been, you know, f- you know, f- uh, you know, executed without any flaws in it. Right, and, and that it, also is why I get pissed when people cut way early. Oh yeah. man, amateurs do that a oh lot. My God. Yes, I, you not know even what I'm not just amateurs, though. It, I, I just recently worked on a project with uh, a boatload of people who were quote unquote experienced, mm-hmm. and like I had to edit it too. Oh man, I bet that pissed you off knowing that there was some stuff that you. You just could have kept the scene going. You were, yeah, <laughs> you know you. Like, that's that's half of it. There's two. I mean, to me, there's two reasons why you you hold for another five, even to ten seconds once the last line has been said. There's mm-hmm. two reasons. One is for the editors 
so that they to give them stuff to play with and to be able to mix into the next scene. And the second one is for the actors because that might be their best moment. Right. Is, is when it's over and you capture their, their feelings and their emotions. It might be the only moment. Yeah, in true. A, in a heated argument. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the argument goes by so fast and everybody, right. you don't know what side to be on or whatever, but then at the very end when it's over, that's when it calms down and right. you can see the, the, the true you know, emotions or the dust settling. Right. And man, that like it, al- it gives you a, a breath you know, as the audience, but it also allows you to take in exactly what that argument meant for the people involved. Right, right. Ooh, right. man, I get I get heated about that <laughs> shit. Man. I get heated every time, man. Oh, man. But, but every you time. feel me. You feel me. Absolutely. And, man. and and you know, and that that's my answer to the question. That's like that's the series that if I was yeah. if I was gonna direct anything, and say I was do better, it, it'd be the Batman series, Christopher Nolan's Batman series. One day, man, you might that might be given to you because they're gonna. There's no one day. I will be directing my own version of Batman. Okay, <laughs> yeah, he's straight, bro. Straight. I've been, I've been, I've been conceptualizing it for a very long time. I'm just, <laughs> cool. I'm just waiting on the rights and the budget. That's all. So, <laughs> you do you, know. What do you, do you know which like Batman story you'd want to tell? So I'm looking. They had this guy, uh, Batman Incorporated. Eventually happened. Bruce Wayne he revealed mm-hmm. to the world that he was Batman. He started Batman Incorporated, and they had this black kid, uh, Batwing. Batwing. Oh, yeah, you're gonna so. go with Batwing. I'm I, I thought it. I thought about it. Oh, you oh, know, okay. so it's an option. Okay. Uh, my other option is um, just to really like get into the make Batman, but in a Daredevil style. What you do you know? mean? Uh, like Daredevil in ter- when on the show on the Marvel show Daredevil, mm-hmm. he gets his information and he scares criminals, and we see why, right? And None of the Batman iterations I've seen in live action films outside maybe Ben Affleck, maybe, but none of the Batman iterations I've seen show me why he's scary to people. You yeah, know? other than the, that he's the, he attacks you in the dark and he's just this big bat. Right, but he's not like literally brutalizing them, scaring them to death. Like he's not scary. He, I, I just haven't seen, maybe he needs to be rated R, you know, yes. but I, ju- I just haven't seen that grittiness that I'm looking for. And I see Gotham tried to do it, but they didn't even use Batman. They used Jim. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, like, I, it just, I haven't seen that. And I, I, I crave that because, like, that's where, the, in the comics it happens, and in the shows and the cartoons, it's just a lot of your imagination, you know? And just to show this, like, Bruce Wayne guy and then show him at night taking out his life, life's frustrations on people and what that does to his mental, like, it's so much there. When they say he's as crazy as the Joker, they mean yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? But there's like, no movie that is really showing that. And and that and that's why I want to... Uh, that's why I, my take on Batman is going to be a little different. That's cool. Yeah, definitely would need to be rated R. And, and I like that. Yeah, the idea of the gritty Batman. They, they keep... Dark Knight kind of did it, but it still it was PG thirteen, right? And and that was more of like Heath Ledger. That's Everybody's scared to do it to Batman. I'm hoping with where the industry is going, they give like it opens up a little bit. But um, the the animated movies have made already versions. Yes, yeah. So it's a matter of time. Yeah, and the animate DC's animated movies, I uh, I like a few of them are stinkers, absolutely. But right. they, I mean, they got like over like thirty now or so. Yeah. And I honestly, most of them I could watch o- over and over, and most of them I have watched over and over. I miss having DC Universe. I had to, I had to like 
break it down to just having one streaming service right now. And so it's Hulu for me. But Hulu, Hulu has animes. Hulu and has uh, anime. so you, you got two options here moving forward. We want to go talk about some animes with me, or you can mm. tell me your LA story. We're going to do both. Which one you want to do next? Uh, and I've been, I ain't going to lie, I've been editing a lot lately. And one of my favorite things to do while I'm editing is put an anime on in the background. Okay. So, like, any anime, or you got a certain one that you, um, you follow? Typically, ones that, well, right now, I ain't going to lie, right now, I'm, I'm on Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale. Yes, yeah. Sir. Okay. Um, is that. I didn't realize it had an ending once I realized that because I used to watch it. And once I realized that the story actually ends in English on TV, I was like, oh, yeah. All right, cool. I mean, <laughs> let me see what this is about. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. I, that's actually one that I haven't seen. Word. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, a wizard guild. Okay. <laughs> you know I'm what sold. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's just you would have it's one of those you got to see. But it's definitely one of the animes that introduce comedy and they introduce adult humor and they do it in a way that's like kind of cool, but it's still quirky, it's still an anime, yeah, like yeah. still over the top and whatnot. But it's like it's this one guy, he his his he makes he has ice magic and okay. like his teacher um made him train like in the in the Antarctic or whatever, but they made him he made she made him train with no clothes on, like naked. So now when he fights, when he's about to get serious, it's a running joke where he's always <laughs> taking a shirt off. <laughs> you know? So it's just funny because they it's it's they make note of it, right? Uh -huh. They bring it to attention, but it's still like a part of his of his story, mm -hmm. you know. So it's little things like that, man. I like story. So and and I appreciate that you like the little things when it comes to stuff like that, the details and and picking up on things for characters. Like there's there's sometimes like especially in like when I watch a movie, I'm like, yo, they totally they missed they missed the mark on they he totally should have said this here, and it would have made more sense for his character based on what I know from him so far. Right. And and like I'm not saying I'd be a better writer than these people because I wouldn't even be able to come for that story but like there's sometimes where it's like yo y'all missed a huge detail there i i, right. I can't give a, a an exact like example but anyway so all right so you got fairy tale um mm. uh what is what what we're gonna do is i'm gonna have you on my other podcast with charles a real treat okay. and we're gonna do our top 10 animes together can i so, tell you my number one yeah dude tell me your number one number one because not this the same people who listen to that are also going to hear this and maybe hopefully god willing that there'd be people who are interested in both right but yeah definitely tell me your number one man my number one anime of all time has got to be yu yu Hakusho. I'm watching that now. I, need, <laughs> I keep seeing it. I keep seeing it on Hulu, and I'm like, I need a reason to watch this. It is on Hulu. It yes. is. It oh, is dude, on Hulu. that's why I have Hulu because it's got every anime pretty much out there. So, right. yeah. So tell me about it. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho uh, is deep to me. Um, it starts with a sure. Uh, it starts with a 13 year old kid getting hit by a car. Okay. Uh, so this this kid is a jerk. And he gets hit by a car, ends up as a ghost, goes to his own funeral, sees his mother crying, sees, you know, he's a jerk, so he doesn't think anybody's going to care that he's dead, but finds out people do care, you know, and he has to work to get his life back. And when he does, he gets a job as a quote-unquote spirit detective, and the story takes other forms, but um, it's, it's a coming-of-age story like I've never seen before or since, right? Um, it, and it follows him, I think, from 13 and by the time the series ends he's 18 so let me ask you so so is he a ghost the whole time in this no 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 so he gets his life back within the first 
10 episodes. Oh, okay. Did you say that? I, I, I apologize if I missed that. Maybe. Okay, I'm, but... You, you know, it might have been ambiguous when I said it. Yeah, okay, but so he gets... So, okay, so he, like, learns, he get he sees that people actually care, and then he, and then he tries he, to... Like, he gets yeah. offered an ordeal by, by, oh, okay, the, okay. by the equivalent of, like, the liaison between God and, you know, dead people, right? Oh, okay. Kind of so, like that guy who you pay two pence to, and he takes you across that exactly, lake or whatever? Yeah. Exactly. Maybe a step up from him. Okay. You know? But, uh, but he... <laughs> He's he, the VP of sales of hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he gets a, he he uh, gets offered an ordeal to get his life back. Okay. And he, he accomplishes that via the help of uh, his childhood love. And okay. it's, it's a love story baked in there, too. What? All, and, right. Uh, All right. And one of the dopest quotes that was said, and it's funny because it was said in this anime, and I've often felt this in my romantic life. She said... I can't wait for you anymore because she was 18. She was about to go to college or something and she had been waiting on him to come back from, he was training off somewhere else. And she was like, she cried. She was at the ocean. It was the last episode. She was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to wait for you. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do all this and yada, yada, yada. And here my man Yusuke comes with his jacket on his shoulder. Like nobody asked you to wait. <laughs> oh, hey, and it took me out. I was like, and then they, you know, then they, they love ever after. You know what I'm saying? He, he basically was just like, you could live your life. Like, I, I'm living mine. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. wait for me, but I am coming back for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I and I feel that in, yeah. in all of my, just romantically. Like, I, that is me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want you. I love to love, and I love to be in love, and I love love, but don't wait for me. <laughs> you know? Because I, I do got stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it just the love story in there is palpable as well. I like that, and I like how it tied to your personal life, and that that makes sense. You know why it would be so you're number one, right? Right, oh, right, man. right, right. Okay. So what what uh, what anime like do you think that a lot of people haven't seen that they should see? Outlaw Star. Oh yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. No, no, dude. I've, I've I've literally been trying to tear through animes this summer, and then once we started this movie podcast, I probably would have seen Yu Yu by now. But um, because we're doing this movie podcast, I'm trying to take a break from animes right. and then and and watch more movies so that I, I have more you know knowledge of those so I can talk I'm, about them. Balance, yeah. yeah. But and you know, and I also don't like spending all my time just watching stuff. Like I I want to be I want to be work editing my podcast, having guests over, doing that, exercising. Like there's other stuff I, I need to spend my time doing. Right. But anyway, you know. Um, Outlaw Star, though, bro. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, bro. I saw that, I think, like, back in, like, July. You te- all right, so why why do you think people should see this? Um, I mean, for the simple fact, in, like, episode two or three, every boy has the right to dream, mm. right? For the quotes that they used to drop at the front of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. Drop, put that quote at the front of this episode, you know? I, maybe like, that's, that's the new, instead of, what, what are we talking about with Christine? Like, I, or come on, Christine. No, instead right. of that, instead of that, like, every boy can dream. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Honestly, like every boy has the right to dream, um, but once a boy becomes a man, he he must let. Does he let go of his past, or does he hold on to that dream? It was just, it was Ooh, a very yeah. powerful quote in like the second or third episode, and just it. He lost his dad and trying to find him. I mean, just a whole twenty six episodes of just somebody who knows what they want, has an idea of what they want. But hasn't actually worked to get it there, get there yet. And then these twenty six episodes, you see him like get introduced to opportunity. Yes. But then take it and take it. Yes. <laughs> you know. Right, so I, yes. I, I just, I just like it, man. I never that's really li- thought that's, about that's it. life. You know. 
I, I can break a lot of animes down into life. That's I love just, it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for our episode, man. When we do that, that's going to be dope. It is. Hell, it is. It is. My favorite episode of Outlaw Star is when they um, – actually, hold on. Before I even say that, I thought I wasn't going to like it because of – I forget her name because it, it's been a few months. But the girl who's like the cat who was chasing them at first but then kind of joins them. Uh, Aisha. Yeah, Aisha. Aisha, yeah. yeah. Her voice, man, and her, her, her mannerisms, and she was always like yelling, and she was very like narcissistic, and it was all about her. Right. Like, me, 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 me. Right. I was like, I am gonna hate her. She did a 180. She did. Yeah. She did. And I was, and 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 honestly, before she ever even did the 180, I did see it coming, and I was like, well, I could be wrong about this, but I think that's where it's gonna go. But even so, she kind of, they, I think they, they, maybe they were smart about it or they did it on purpose. I don't know, but she did kind of right. get toned down and I was like, all right, cool. But even in like, and this is we're we're doing one of your episodes now, but like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, even, even in that one episode where she was introduced and it was like, this is a girl who was born in the stars, yes. you know, a girl who was privileged, always had everything, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, a princess in essence, right. They introduced her as a spoiled brat. Yes. Yeah. So, like, her character makes she has to learn how to be mm -hmm. humble and yeah. how to be a, a functioning person. You're right, you know? and, I, and and you're right. But I wasn't fighting the fact that she was a spoiled princess. I was just saying that I didn't want to have to continue seeing a spoiled <laughs> princess. That's all. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, no, I, I, you coming at me with the philosophical? I'm with it. I'm right. With it, right. Know? But you didn't know if you wanted to deal with that. Yeah. 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 If it had stayed that way. Right. You know? Right, like, right, I still, right. I still, I loved every other character. I, lo I love space. Anything that takes place in space, I'm for it. You yeah. know? Like, Cowboy Bebop. Tell sign me up right you know um uh the uh trigun was in space but it was more on the planet but yeah. it kind of takes place you know in outer space you know what i mean yo so i love that yeah I, I i love like there's their song honestly i can't sing oh you know. uh which one in outlaw star or trigun in trigun yeah oh man the the, the opening no not the opening but it was a song that ren used to sing like so on the first dawn of you oh know what I'm yeah the yeah. one that vash has stuck in his head yes um oh oh okay oh yeah yeah yeah. i know what you're talking about now yeah, yeah. ren who the girl who kind of like raised him and, yeah. and she perished on the spaceship and yeah. stuff. when they finally got to the reveal for that like how that all went down because it took them like a little over half the season right and to finally i think it was almost towards the end i will say man about trigun though anyway that reveal was was good my favorite episode, Alistar, because I just remember and I want to say it, was when they do the, the space race. You know, uh, I liked that episode. Yeah, that was a cool yeah, episode. Yeah. That was like right in the middle. And that's when I was like, yeah, dude, I'm I, like, this is, this, this is, is cool. This, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trigun, though, I, I love Vash the Stampede is my favorite. Uh, okay. My second favorite. My favorite fictional character is Iroh. Uncle Iroh from Avatar Last mm. Airbender. I respect Absolutely. that. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, how can you not, though? If right. you didn't, I'd be like, man. Get right. out of here. <laughs> but it, it wouldn't bother, you know, I wouldn't be offended by it because I'm so rooted in that man, you know. Yeah. He loves his tea. I like tea because of Uncle Iroh. Mm. Oh, no joke, man. Um, and I would want to be a firebender. If, if it, I've changed. I used to want to have been water. I've changed. I'd want to have been fire. And is I think that it's your sign, though? Is that the um, element of your sign? Uh, oh, ooh, we back to astrology. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm Sagittarius. I think it's a fire sign. I think so. Yeah. I think, all right, check it out. Yeah, look it up. So, But um, Vash the Stampede would be my second favorite fictional character because of his outlook and because he's not a human being, but he's more human than the rest of them. Right. That, that just stood out to me uh, so much. And anybody who's seen Trigun knows what I'm talking about. Right. And anybody who hasn't, 
you know, it, by now people might have tuned out, tuned out if they don't like anime. <laughs> right. right. But hopefully, if they're still with us, then or they like anime but haven't seen these ones we mentioned, they've been you know convinced or influenced to go you know see them because they all everyone that we've mentioned is worth seeing it, for sure. Gems, gems, absolute gems, especially yeah. Trigon with so Vash Stampede, yeah, just being. Um, being like I said, it, he's more human than the rest of us, and he cares about the humans, even though they don't care about him. Right. And uh, you know, not all of them. You know, some of them do care about him. But yeah, I just didn't like how it ended. I felt like they kind of spoiled the relationship with his brother. The comic is different. Oh, okay, okay. There's a comic. I'm for it. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it's not a long it. comic. It's a little longer than the show. Even better. Even better. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. You mean like the the manga? Or? Yes. Oh, okay, yes, okay, yes, okay. Yes, okay. I call them all comics. That's yeah. just me. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Did you look up my my sign? Fire. You were absolutely correct. Well, then that makes sense. It does. It does. Mine. Mine is Earth. Would you would you want to be an Earthbender? Yes, I would. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's funny. We talked about it earlier. It's funny how all yeah, that, that stuff shit lines, lines up, up right? Yeah. <laughs> I did ask a friend of mine like two months ago, because um, like I, on my on my Hinge profile, it's like I don't get on there very much, honestly, because it's like I, I got other stuff to do right now other than like focus work it worry about that. But on my Hinge profile, it's like. Um, it's like, what do you geek out on? And I and I and one, I say like, you know, Harry Potter. Uh, I think like my podcast and uh, and I and Avatar: Last Airbender. That's like my answer. I, don't quote me on it. I haven't looked at it in a while. <laughs> but often I'll have girls that like like me. You know, they send you a like and then they'll say like, "What's your what's your firebending sign or whatever?" <laughs> and and uh, and or not what what sorry what what element, element. would you bend if right. you could or whatever? And right. and I used to say water a lot. And then I would say, you know, what about you? And I had one girl. She really she stood out because she was like, "Why well, be the Avatar?" <laughs> <laughs> then all of them and i was like right. oh dope yeah that's cool no, I, I, I had a girl tell me that once we um it's a different story right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah off mic right yeah yeah so um so yeah all right cool so, so um let me ask you this which one is better to you cowboy bebop or samurai shampoo because they're the same guy, right? They did Cowboy Bebop and then Samurai Shampoo. Honestly, the name I see the most on any anime is Justin Cook. I got to talk to this man one day. Yeah, I on, don't know. Yeah. On, on any English anime I've ever watched, you look for the credits, you'll see Justin Cook. Okay. Um, which one is better, though? To you, yeah. Uh, they're both amazing. Yeah, they are both we are, amazing. We're in concurrence on that. But. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. Yeah. That's a tough one. I would, I would go with... Um, I'm gonna go with Shampoo. Okay. But for a very specific reason. Okay, and that is. I feel like their episodes were more in sequence. You know, Cowboy Bebop was perfect randomness. Yes. But up and like they would have, it was just so segmented with the story. You got introduced to the characters, and some random shit would happen, and you got introduced to something else. It just, it was all over the place. I get it. I do get it, and I do love it. It's just the goings on of a of a bounty hunter, right? Or a couple, of exactly. Yeah. But with Shampoo, it's a very specific purpose. Find a samurai who smells of sunflowers. Yes, that was the purpose. And sunflowers don't have smell, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. So that was the premise. That was the purpose, and everything we saw was them moving towards that goal. Right. They and, still had their randomness, but they had that goal. Yes, yeah. that was very clear. Mm-hmm. Right. So I could appreciate the randomness more. Right, that's, that's, I could appreciate yeah. the obstacles in their journey a little bit more. Bro, Not, we, I won't say more, but I could, I could really feel them. I felt Cowboy Bebop too, but I felt I didn't. I only feel Cowboy Bebop in those big episodes. Right, there are episodes of Cowboy Bebop I can just throw away. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, 
they, I wouldn't call them filler because I would watch them again. Right. You know? But they were, you know, they were close to filler. Right. Yeah, right. Shampoo didn't didn't have any. Of those. It was also not as long, right? The same. Oh, was it twenty six episodes as well? Oh, okay, my yep. bad. Yep. I, I, it's. I actually still haven't even finished Cowboy Bebop because I'm waiting. I, I, the only one I haven't seen is the app, the fat finale. So I guess gotcha. I can't fully talk about oh, it. You know, man, you I know. Gotta watch. I will. <laughs> I, I have a friend who we've promised each other that we'll watch it together, and we just our schedules just can't. Okay. Can't line up. That's I, the only reason. Yeah. Understood. And I'm being true to her. I hope she's being true to me. Right. But you know, I, honestly, I, I wouldn't be because it's Cowboy Bebop. If she's like, no, I had to finish it. I'd be like, okay, it's all. I good. understand. Right. But right, right. yeah, but but hopefully she hasn't, so that we can both still enjoy it together. Right on. I've held off this long, and I'm gonna keep it going until we until we y'all get go. together. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Right on. Mm-hmm. Shout out to yeah, that dude. She you know you know you have those friends you know where you you like you genuinely adore and you would yeah. you would at four o'clock in the morning you would drop whatever you're doing to go help them if they needed it yeah she's one of those i don't have very many but when you have them you you hang on to them and you don't right. you don't you don't do anything to jeopardize that that level of friendship i have a friend right now uh she's married and like we've been saying i love you to each other for a long time and it's always funny because i'll be around like a new girl i'm talking to or a girl i've been talking to whatever and you know, I, I I I'm a loving person, but I treat the word love very cautiously. Yeah. Not because of how I feel. I'm I'm open. I love you. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm I saying like too. I love yeah. people. Right? Yeah. I don't mind saying I love you. But when you say that in a romantic situation, people' perceptions of love are often drastically different. You know, it's yeah. level, it's levels to it, right? Like you know, I've never thought about that. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I've known it subconsciously, but people's levels of Ideas of love are different. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so when I say it on the phone with my friend and it got a chick, it, it always puts him in a bad mood. And all, it always is me having to like talk to him, like, yo, you know, don't be like that. Yeah, right? Yeah. You ever notice that like when you are single, you notice more couples around? Is that ever, it, it happens to me. I've been single now for like uh, eight months or mm-hmm. so. And it's the longest it's, it's been for like in, in five years for me. And I've seen so many, even in quarantine, I'm still noticing couples, even on social media, everybody's happy with their, with their significant other. And I'm, I'm, I'm not upset about it. It doesn't make me jealous. It's just something I'm just like, damn, like it's just, it's like, Hey, it's like a reminder. Hey, you're it's, single. <laughs> it's like when I'm single, I see more women that I want in relationships. And when I'm in a relationship, yes. More women that I would want are single. Yes. So that that's the crazy part. For me. Yeah, no, I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Damn. That's true. So yeah, I feel you. <laughs> you know, just a different side. All right, all right. So last last bit about anime, and then let's talk about your LA story, okay? Word. So um, there's this one anime that I've seen. I've asked a lot of people about it, and they have not seen it. So I'm just curious if you have seen it. Uh, Samurai Seven. Started. I haven't. I haven't. Oh, okay, it okay. Yet. It's it's a little different. It's got like it's kind of like it's got robots. It's got you know it's got like transformers almost yeah. or, or mechas is is a better way of saying right. it. But then it's like old school feudal Japan. Right. Samurai. De- definitely, it's on my list. You should, it's on yeah. my queue. You should watch it. I, it's de- it's not gonna. It wouldn't be in my top five. It would probably be in my top ten. I gotta like look at. I gotta check on all the animes that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why I bring it up is because you mentioned earlier the song in Trigun that, that Ren sings. Well, the opening and closing songs to Samurai 7, not that anybody sings in the episodes, but I mean like their theme, their title, and then their, their, their end credits. Those, were, those, are, those songs, they're drastically different. One's like very mellow, uh, very chill, and I think that's the ending one. Mm-hmm. And the opener's kind of like, 
it's not it's not crazy fast or upbeat or anything but it gets you it it's it's got like that that japanese like the gongs in the background mm. and, and or wait is gongs chinese i'm sorry if i'm getting that wrong i don't mean to be <laughs> i don't mean to be um ignorant there but i think i am being but like it just has that japanese sound you know that 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 plucking of the string right. instrument right, and, right yeah right, right. anyway anyway i just uh, samurai seven uh, is the only anime that I've watched where I actually listen and watch the the opening credits and the credits. Yeah, <laughs> that's, Normal, saying, that's saying something. It right? is right. Because I, mean, I always do it for the, be like three minutes long. I know. Yeah, it's an extra. Yeah, and usually on Hulu, that means I gotta wait and a minute and a half to get through the damn commercials right. just to listen to the end credit song. So right. that's that's definitely saying something. That's all I'm saying. So when you do watch it, just let me know what you think. Okay. I'm not saying you're gonna appreciate it as much as I did, but let me know what you think. You right know? on. I yeah. will. I will. Uh, and then, and then last one is, um, the, my most, most recent anime that I just finished is black lagoon. You seen that? Ah, I had, it's on my queue. I haven't gotcha. watched yeah. it yet. You definitely. Yeah. Check that out. It's, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's 26 episodes, but they went by really quickly for me. Uh, that, that opening song, it's like metal. It's badass song. That yeah. was cool. And that um, with the female lead, right? Yes. The yeah. female lead. Oh, it, it's about the, it's about the guy. I, I can't remember their names now. Um, damn it! I'm, I'm mad that I can't because they had they had cool. Oh, Rock is the fem- the male the male same guy Brad Swaith. I listen I listen to the uh, the dub version of it. Um, I don't always do that, but this one online they said that this is one that actually has a good dub. Mm-hmm. So so I listened to it and uh, or I watched that. I mean, and the same anyway same guy who voices uh, Light in Death Note. Oh wow! Yeah, same same voice. Good actor. show. Mm-hmm. I honorable mention. I just got to say it's a movie. The Boy and the Beast. The Boy and the Beast. Okay, an yeah. anime movie. Yes. Okay. I tried to get my mom to watch it. It was so good. Damn. Yeah, if you try to get your mom involved. <laughs> Is it on Hulu, do you know? I, nah, I don't, I don't know where to find this okay. thing, man. Yeah, cool. it, it used to be on Funimation, but now, uh, okay. now I, I, I can't just, find uh, it there. I just uh, downloaded this app um, streaming service called Retro Crush. Okay. And you heard of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't either. I, I I saw like a someone posted a like a three minute video from a movie called Kite. It's only like forty five minutes long. It's about uh, these teenage assassins, just two, a male and a female. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's an awesome movie, dude. It's a really mm-hmm. and the sub is great. Um, it's on Retro Crush. Someone had posted about it on Facebook, and they 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 posted like a three minute video mm-hmm. of an action scene in it. And I was like, I hadn't seen anything like it. It's a girl who she, she falls out of a window, the, the assassin, she falls out of a window uh, with her target and well, not uh, the target's bodyguard, but, uh, and they fall, uh, they're falling. Like they, they fall out of like the 80th story, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, they, and she puts him underneath her and then they land, they go through a, like a bridge that's like going across the two buildings. Mm-hmm. And then they hit a car and then the, their their inertia or momentum takes the car through the floor then they land on a bus on the ground and then that their inertia takes them through the the cement you know the asphalt (laughs) into the subway below and that's where it finally stops and i saw i saw that and it was like have you ever seen an action clip like this and i was like no and then i saw that it was on retro crush so i downloaded it and i and that's where and i and I, i watched the full movie and anyway it has like all these like retro animes but like from japan that i've never ever heard of mm. yeah you should check it out if you get a chance you might enjoy it it might, might be something that you put on in the background while you're editing right on so, so yeah uh, but yeah retro crush now now i'm going to write that down. yeah <laughs> yeah while you're there right all right that's gonna do it for part one with joshua denard if you've made it this far 
sincerely from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to all of this. It means so much to me that you sat there and listened to our conversation. I hope you got as much out of it as I did. And especially if you're an anime fan, holy crap. Actually, I have since we talked, I have actually watched every episode of Yu Yu Hakusho and Josh was not lying. That is a top tier anime. It's absolute, uh, absolutely fantastic. So if you're a fan, definitely check it out if you haven't already. Uh, definitely recommend you Yu Hakusho. The second part is going to be coming out very soon, so definitely keep your eyes peeled for that. It's not going to be nearly as long. It's going to be probably 40, 45 minutes or so. Josh is going to talk about his most recent trip to LA, and we're also going to finish up our haiku, so you definitely don't want to miss that. It's a good one. I was very proud of it. I was very proud of us. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for now, and... And I'm just letting you know I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. Deuces!